and is only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am <laughs> dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always become supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. You're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. I am Dan. <laughs> oh, man. Right, I guess I'm uh, Ryan. Right. Right. Oh yeah. We're we're a little punchy cuz this is the second show we're doing this yeah. evening. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. Today and, is Wednesday. And, and it was the second consecutive show in a row that I totally fucked up Dan's trying to pause. Yeah. Right? And I'm just yeah. sitting here watching the thing go by and I'm like, nobody's talking. I must fill the time. <laughs> I don't see any waves going up and down. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm good. Today is Wednesday. November 11th. Still. This is still November 11th. <laughs> Always Wednesday. We just, we just finished up doing the, uh, Republican primary debate. Mm-hmm. Number four? Uh, God, is it only four? Is it four or five? It's torture four. porn, so I, I forget. <laughs> it's way, Republican primary debate, way too many. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is episode 79. Yeah, we go with that. We go with that. We'll go with that. We're going to try to make this a little shorter episode, but we did want to talk about the recent events happening within the LDS Church. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because there is some heinous fuckery about. Yes. Uh, for those of you who may not know, the LDS Church has made a recent policy change, which says that children of gay parents, uh, whether they are living with them full-time or part-time as part of a... Uh, spousal custody agreement. Let's say you had a s- opposite sex couple who popped out a couple kids, separated, divorced, and then one of those parents uh, decided to be true to themselves and live their gay lifestyle and is cohabitating with a same-sex partner. Now the children of those parents are no longer eligible for baptism for confirming any LDS church uh, or the priesthood, regular callings and mm-hmm. blessings, mm-hmm. and cannot serve a mm-hmm. mission or attain the priesthood until they are 18 years old, and <laughs> at which time, finger in the air. This is the big one. They must disavow, yeah, their gay parents' same-sex cohabitation and lifestyle. Basically, the LDS Church has set up all of these children to disown their own parents in order to attain or maintain membership within the LDS Church. Yes, though they say it doesn't mean that. Well, and now, in the same time, they also say they're trying to uh, strengthen the family and make the mm-hmm. family better. Which is only which is one horseshit. type of family. Yeah. yeah, which is horseshit. I mean, and, and this this particular policy change has had 
unbelievable ramifications within even true believing Mormons. Yes, the yeah, it has. I mean, my my well, it's, cousins. It's, I think it's made international news almost. It, well, no, it has. Yeah, which it normally has. their policies don't make that big a news. Yeah, it's well, more local or. So yeah. one of the things the LDS Church tries to stress and hammer home all of the time is that families are the most important thing. Families are forever. Families are where it's at. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so this policy, which seeks to divide families specifically, and specifically those families of same-sex couples, yes. whether whether the children are gay or not, they're punishing the children for this. Right? They're not saying that the that the same-sex partners can't be a member of the church they're saying that the children of same-sex uh people or same-sex attractive people or or you know gay people can't can't that the children can't participate in any of the church's potential scare quotes benefits of the church and now they they deny that this is a policy change or saying no it's just a reinforcement of policy that though this has always kind of been there yeah but with recent laws saying that they can get but it has been but it's recent laws with them being able to get married we've had to make more clarifications i was like no because before your clarification on it was saying that if you are homosexual that's okay just don't act on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't have sexual relations in that relationship and you you're okay. Have, you can have what the LDS church refers to as same sex attraction. Yes. But you can't act on that at all. Yes. But, but, and you, and you certainly can't cohabitate with anybody of yeah. the same sex. And oh boy, if you do, if you touch each other's naughty bits, ho oh, oh, ho oh. ho. Right. Yeah. So, so, Katie bar the door. In a sense, to be fair, that bigotry has always been there. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been and there. That, I mean, that's what they're saying. So, but now that same-sex marriage is legal nationwide, they've had to take an extra step to yes. say, "Here's how we're going to undercut that." Yes. So, part of this is that the LDS Church has long preached that if you are in any kind of relationship, be it opposite sex or same-sex relationship. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have any kind of premarital relations, right? Correct. Right. Or cohabitation. And so, and so their, their stance has always been that any kind of premarital sexual relations, even among straights, even among opposite sex, uh, couples was strictly verboten. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, if you were to participate in any sexual relations, then you had to talk to your bishop and or stake president before you could ever get married in the temple and, and, you know, gain your temple recommend. You had to abstain from any sexual relations for a given period of time determined by the layman, by the layperson leader of your church. Mm-hmm. You know, you would have to go in and confess to your bishop and then he would your say, bigot. well, yeah, <laughs> to your, to your bishop, yeah. your bigot. <laughs> I think the bishop just likes to put those stories into a spank bank. I think so too. It's really yeah, fucking disturbing. Some of, yeah. some, I mean, of them, some of them are weird. I, yeah. I I remember with my ex-wife, she and she's still she is still a TBM, but I, I, I remember her saying that it was weird oh, yeah. to have to go in and talk because he would ask for specific details oh, yeah. about this or that. I can just see Mr. Burns telling me sitting there like twiddling his fingers, going, and telling me what he did to your vagina. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And then what how happened? did it feel? <laughs> yeah. Release the hounds. <laughs> um, so, so the the LDS Church, like I said, has long had this. 
policy than any type of sexual relationship. <laughs> People are going to have nightmares if they try to go to sleep with their fucking earbuds in with you saying that. <laughs> How does it feel in the vagina? Um, I fucked that up. You sound like Smeagol more. Than I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say more fucked up, George. Not George Burns. Mr. Burns. <laughs> George, George Burns. <laughs> George Burns was a lovely old man who loved cigars and bacon. John Cheeto. Yeah, Don Cheeto. <laughs> Bringing it back <laughs> to something nobody's ever heard. So, yeah. they, so they've long had this policy that any type of sexual relations outside of marriage were strictly verboten. Uh, and, and you had to repent, you had to confess to your bishop, all of these different things. And then he would set a predetermined or, or an arbitrary mm. amount of time, basically, that you would have to abstain from any such things. You'd have to go in for repeat counseling, blah, 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 blah. And when there was this push for same-sex marriage, I could see, and I'm sure tons of other people could kind of see the writing on the wall, that the LDS Church would have to do something. Because they have always said that outside the boundary of marriage, any sexual relations are bad. Yeah. And so then if same-sex marriage becomes legal and these couples can get married legally, they would be married. Mm -hmm. What is the LDS church to say about those types of relationships now that they have bound each other in the sanctity of marriage? Right. They're no longer committing necessarily the same type of sin that they would be outside of marriage, right? Right. right. They have a legal standing now. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we were all just kind of holding our breath, waiting to see what the LDS church would do. And the LDS Church deciding has decided, apparently, rather than punishing those who they deem to be sinning, they're going to punish the children yeah. of those they deem to be sinning. Um, I want to I want to kind of start us out here with a little bit because we just covered the Republican primary debate. Uh, there was a there was a bit on Rachel Maddow's show recently where she talked a little bit more about this, and I think this is a good lead into what we're going to be talking about tonight. All so, right, this is this is a little bit long. It's about ten minutes, but I I thought it was I thought I thought it was a really good lead into what we're going to be talking about. Their next formal debate on November fourteenth, this upcoming Saturday. Uh, but in terms of the Democratic race, I'm I'm very proud of how this how this went off, and and I think this event we did in South Carolina was the biggest thing that happened in the Democratic race this weekend. And while that event was underway this weekend, simultaneously, the Republican candidates for president were also having their big event of the weekend. And I don't know if anybody's polled on the impact of this one yet, but what the Republican candidates did this weekend while we were in South Carolina, it had a significantly different vibe. There are families whose, and we're talking Christian families, pastors' families, elders' families, in good godly churches, their sons are rebelling, hanging out with homosexuals and getting married, and the parents are invited. What would you do if that was the case? Here's what I would do sackcloth and ashes at the entrance to the church and I'd sit in cow manure and I'd spread it all over my body. That's what I would do. And I'm not kidding. I'm not laughing. I'm grieving. I'm mourning. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm pointing out the problem. It's not a gay time. This is the pe- These are the people with the sores, the gaping sores. The sores that are pussy and gross, and people are coming in and carving happy faces on the sores. That's not a nice thing to do. He's crazy. This guy's fucking out of his mind. Carve happy faces on open pussy sores. Don't you ever do that. Don't you ever do that. I tell you, don't do it. 
Sackcloth and ashes. Out of his mind. This is what America needs. America needs to hear the message. We are messed up. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> well, Some we had three Democratic Holy presidential smokes. candidates in South Carolina this weekend. This wow. is where three Republican presidential candidates were this weekend in Iowa. That's a, a pastor With named Swanson. Kevin Swanson. He hosted an event this weekend in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, they called it the National Religious Liberties Conference. Over 1,700 people attended. And a pretty major theme of the event, both in terms of the literature that was available at the event uh, and, and the way the hosts of the conference spoke from the stage, a significant theme was the practical challenges and the timing of how exactly and when exactly the United States of America should start rounding up gay people in this country in order to execute them. Okay, can we pause this because here for a second? the appropriate punishment for yeah. the crime of being gay is that the government should have you killed. Right. So, a recent post that has been going around Facebook, um, I've seen it, I think, actually may have been started by Justin Schieber of Reasonable Doubts Podcast, whom I respect very, very much, um, was... Uh, shared by Matt Dillahunty and some others that if you think religious belief is a mental illness, unfriend me now. My, my take is of course it's not right. But, (laughs) but it certainly allows for schizophrenic lunatics like this asshole to thrive in the community unchecked. Yeah. Right? Because all of his delusions are biblical. They're religious. Yeah. All of his speaking to God and God speaking to him. That's all religious. That's not that's not schizophrenia. That's religion. Yeah. Right? All of that goes completely unchecked. So I'm not saying that all religious people eighty per- um, yeah, seventy it, or eighty percent of the world's population are mentally ill. It goes unchecked I'm not under saying the guise and shield of religion. But Religion allows for the mentally ill to be very, very, oh, yeah. very ill. Well, and this to is thrive. A, yeah. Yes, this is a perfect example because this guy is sick. Like I said in the past, the only difference between a, a, a man screaming on, a, on the streets that God's talking to him and a man in a pulpit is the money in their back pocket. Right. Yeah, ex- mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yeah. I mean, this, this guy's out of his fucking gourd. Yeah. Yes. Leviticus 2013 calls for the death penalty for homosexuals. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> Romans chapter 1, verse 32, and our the Constitution Apostle Paul forbids does say it. that homosexuals are worthy of death. His words, not mine. Whoa. And I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, People fuck. cheering And I shit. am not ashamed of the truth of the word of God. And I am willing to go to jail for standing on the truth of the word of God. Holy fuck, you should be in jail. And I know I've taken the counsel. Many have told me this weekend, you be careful. You choose your words carefully. We have presidentials coming down to this conference this weekend. I understand Presidentials. That. But yeah, I, I don't know what that means. I am not ashamed of the truth of the word of God. And I'm willing to go to jail for it. Well, you're not going to go to jail, buddy. So, I mean, it's a veil threat. Then but they I ask mean- me. Yes, but do you advocate for our civil leaders to do this today? 
And my answer is, no. But why? Here's why. Because that's not such a big deal. What? This guy's creepy, man. We are not to fear those who can kill the body. Yea, Jesus says, fear rather the, the one who can cast body and soul in hell forever. The discussion concerning the capital punishment of homosexuals is nothing. Is not all that important when contrasted with hellfire forever. You say, why wouldn't you call for it? I say it's because we need some time for homosexuals to repent. That's why. They need time to repent. Do you understand? This is bizarre, man. Yeah. America needs time to repent. You say, why don't you call for it? America needs time to repent of their homosexuality, their adultery, and their porn addictions. America is steeped in a disruptive form of sexuality. And friends, they're bound for You're the disruptive one. Do you understand? It's not so much an issue of the death penalty, it's an issue of God's judgment. That's hanging There is no such thing. So let him judge. So this is a political event. Yeah. This is a Republican presidential candidates event. Wow. This is an event in Des Moines, Iowa this weekend at which three Republican presidential candidates made appearances. And what I've just showed you, those are not like the, you know, the kill the gays ravings of the guy who was hosting this event from some time in his past. This is not something that we dug up that he said a long time ago that maybe these presidential candidates didn't know about. This was during the the fucking event. event speaking this weekend. This was him speaking this weekend at the event where these three Republican presidential candidates were also present and speaking with him. That should immediately disqualify them from political. He's a humble man. Political, He's a Christian uh, man. And he joins all. us now. Governor Mike Huckabee running for president of the United States. Come on up here. He's one like of the presidentials. introduce to you a yeah, candidate yeah. for the president of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, the governor of Louisiana, Governor Bobby Jindal. Please come on. Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is King of the President of the United States, whether he will admit it or not. And that President should submit to his rule and to his law. God, Amen. Yeah, pure obedience. Amen. Now, my friends, let me introduce to you the next candidate for the office of President of the United States. Folks, please make welcome Senator Ted Cruz. Hmm. Seem to show a little bit of bias there for Cruz. Yeah. Oh, he's the craziest. Or has the best shot, maybe. Shakes his hand. Okay. Senator Cruz, I've got a few questions for you, then I'd like to open it up so you could share your uh, ideas with the uh, 
the audience today, and the first question is this. Fire away, but you're not going to ask about fantasy football, are you? No, I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm going to go much tougher than that. No, this is an important question. This is, in fact, this is the most important question that I ask any candidate who's running for political office, and that is this. How important is it for the President of the United States to fear God? It's not. And what does that mean to you? It's illegal. Any president who doesn't begin every day on his knees isn't fit to be commander-in-chief of this country. Amen. Amen. Bobby Jindal, Mike Huckabee, Ted Cruz all appeared this weekend at this anti-gay confab uh, in Des Moines, Iowa. And I don't think it can be said that these candidates didn't know what they were getting themselves into. On Thursday, the day before he went to this event, uh, Ted Cruz was interviewed on CNN and was asked on CNN if it was appropriate for him to be going to this event with this pastor, given the stated views of this pastor about gay people. Senator Cruz responded uh, to those questions on CNN by saying, quote, I don't know what this gentleman has said and what he hasn't said. Whether or not Bullshit. he knew it in advance, yeah. even after he, even once he had been questioned about it on CNN before he went, you would think that would be something he should in Iowa, investigate. A significant portion of what they talked about at that conference know. was, yeah. you know, the exact contours, the exact language of what they believe <laughs> at is best, a biblical it's commandment yeah. that gay people in the United States should be rounded up and executed. Wow. This is the highest level, the very highest level of clarity where the word of God has spoken, both Old Testament and New Testament, ought not to be any debate whatsoever about it. And you know what that sin is? It's a sin of homosexuality. Romans 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 Timothy, I think it's chapter 4, and of course Leviticus 18, Leviticus 20. The word of God speaks there, both, and in fact, in Romans chapter 1, Paul affirms that this particular sin is worthy of death. In Romans chapter 1. So some of what happened at this Republican presidential candidates event this weekend in Iowa was more run-of-the-mill, you know, culture war, religious right fire and brimstone stuff. There were uh, denunciations of Harry Potter. Uh, there was a big long soliloquy about the evils of a movie called How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, wow. Uh, there was a big screaming denunciation of how country music radio stations need to repent, repent, repent because they've gone what? over to the gay side too. But it, it really was, and I'm, I'm not... I'm not rounding up to the nearest scary thing. It really was a kill the gays call to arms. Mm -hmm. This was a conference about the necessity of the death penalty as a punishment for homosexuality. This religious liberties conference in Iowa this weekend, and there were pamphlets about why gay people should be executed. There were multiple discussions about it from the stage. There were at least two other speakers besides the host of the event who have publicly called for gay people to be executed. There was discussion at the event in print about whether or not or there was discussion at the event by people who have who have described the finite differences between the different methods of execution that sh- should be used to kill people. Should they be thrown off cliffs? Should they be stoned to death? Apparently, both of those are sanctioned means of execution for the crime of being gay. Jesus. And, and again, this host of the event who interviewed three Republican presidential candidates on stage who convened the entire event. He has spoken in the past about the need to execute gay people in order to live in a properly Christian society. He did not hide that light under a bushel once the candidates were there. He, he talked about that repeatedly this weekend at the same event from the same stage that these candidates appeared. 
That should automatically disclude and, and them Mike from Huckabee politics and Bobby Jindal are going to be at the kids' table I mean, period. at the next Republican debate, which is tomorrow night in Milwaukee. Ted Cruz will be on the main stage because Ted Cruz is now polling third in a number of polls nationwide. But Terrifying. part of the way he is campaigning for president, part of the way all three of them are campaigning for president, is by attending a Kill the Gays rally mm-hmm. convened mm-hmm. this weekend at the Hy-Vee Hall in, in Des Moines, Iowa. And I don't know if that is considered to be a scandal anymore in Republican politics. No, it's not. It'll be, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if it comes up in tomorrow night's debate, right? Which it did, it did I don't not. Know if our friends no. over at the Fox Business Channel will feel comfortable raising this issue of course with not. Senator Cruz or with any of the other candidates who went to the Kill the Gays event this weekend. But you know, there are ways you could do it. You could maybe just like sketch a little tableau of gay people being stoned to death or thrown off cliffs. You could tuck it into an envelope, surprise one of the candidates with it. Ask them how it makes them feel. Good thing or bad thing? <laughs> Listen, I know the envelope thing might be a glib little device, but sometimes it helps you get right to the heart of the matter. We'll be right back. <sighs> That's truly yeah. terrifying. I, I want to rant on that just for a second. I'm going to do a Matt rant. Okay. Because I don't think you can. You do a Matt rant. I, 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 I'm, ahead, I'm a more see. subdued Matt rant. I don't. I don't raise my voice as much. That is not a Matt rant. Go ahead. But no. as as Matt and Dan know. And as probably some listeners who listen to this podcast know, I have a gay uncle and a lesbian sister who I love fucking very much. They are a part of the reason why I fucking get into the fight more about LGBTQ equality because Mm -hmm. I love them and I want to see them be able to have the fucking life they want to have. And fortunately, this next year, I get to go to my sister's fucking wedding. It's fuckheads who like this who are putting out this mentality that there's something wrong with people and we must kill them and stone them that is fucking barbaric and extremely fucking wrong in society. And the problem is, is they got tons of fucking people that follow it and will fucking cheer it on. This is a big fucking problem. I don't give a fuck if you... Do not like homosexuality. I don't give a fuck if you think it's a sin. I don't give a fuck if you think it's disgusting. I do give a fuck when you think that they should be killed, stoned, fucking be criminalized for their fucking lifestyle, for the what makes them fucking happy. That is fucking bullshit. And that yep. you're a presidential candidate yeah. yes. that's, running and yes. attending yes. these types of events. Yeah. You are a person donning these yeah. types of standing on a stage speech. wanting to rule yeah. this fucking country for every single citizen, not just the citizens that that's prescribed to a certain religious mentality or a certain creed that you follow, but every fucking citizen of this country, and that includes everyone who is homosexual, straight, a bisexual, transgender, every fucking person deserves the same exact fucking equality and rights in this country, and that's why this fucking country was founded. Yeah. Well said. Good job. That's my I, Matt rant. I will count that. Good job. I like it. Good job. Uh, two things come to mind. One, not from what you said, but just from, from what they said. Like, So um, I'm not intimately equated with the porn world. It's a good world sometimes. I mean, yeah, it's fake, but, but 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 I'm I'm vaguely aware of kind of what's popular, I guess, out there. I'll just say this, right? There's bondage and spanking and um choking and That's a darker and, side. That's really dark. And shitting in Not their mouths that's, and I think it's dark. Right. I mean, they're <laughs> shitting what I'm, I'm just that's, saying. That's I'm called just, German porn. Yeah, that's German. <laughs> right. Scheiße. Uh, whatever. But I'm just saying there's all there's all these different variants, right? Yeah. That are that are somewhat widely accepted. Ah. Okay, but they're not saying 
kill all the people who want to take a shit in their mouth yeah, right you know, true. that's not happening or true. or throw the people off a cliff who like spanking yeah that's not happening it's this one very particular group of people who have a proclivity for something yeah. when there's obviously this vast range of things that people enjoy yeah i mean there's this wide variety of stuff and they've picked this one very 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 narrow i i, I don't and i mean not even narrow but just false narrative behind it well there's they that, say I that, mean, that it, homosexuals it, are more likely to have more partners and spread more diseases yeah well, i don't I mean, know my husband my uncle's been with the same fucking his, yeah, his but, husband for 30 years now but well, this, and, this and is all part of this is all part of that whole demonizing thing i mean it they is picked one thing and they're just i mean because none of the stuff you just said is actually true well and about, and as conservatives well, that, that they're, they're who, who say that they want have to more get, diseases oh yeah 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 no that's true it's a, it's no, a false it's, narrative yeah, yeah exactly. as conservatives who say that they want to get out of the business of regulating everything why the fuck is why the fuck do they think it's their business to tell people what they can do yeah, in the privacy yeah, of their own yeah, homes yeah exactly uh, who cares I who mean, the, who they can who they can spend time with who they can have any sexual relationships with it's right. it all ties back to religion it has yeah. nothing to do with any type of secular government at all it's all biblical. It's all theocracy. Yeah. yeah, and 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 based on some very limited conversations I've had with Exifer Reed of the Utah Outcasts, being gay is a very very harmless part of the porn industry. <laughs> so I, I haven't uh, had you know, those conversations. Why with them. would you? Well, yeah, he's all, he's all into the dark he, shit on the. He's a terrible person. No, he's not. But no, I love Chris. I love Chris. Terrible fucking thing. Yeah, he he he. I still won't get over the BMW. I, yeah, did, 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 oh, I, I told you guys about that. I mean, I find I, I, I know, I, but he made us watch. Oh, it. he did, Ryan. Yes. Oh, I, I, don't know I apologize. Made us no, 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 necessarily, no. but no, it was the hatchet one is the one that got yeah. me. Yeah. Well, that, that's right, the one sorry, that won. Yeah. So when you oh, navigate, did it, did that oh yeah, oh, that yeah. guy won. Oh, that guy won. When you navigate the darker sides of the internet, you find some things that are quite disturbing every once in a while. I don't know how to do that, but anyway, in any case, I don't know why they pick this one that seems. To me, to be fairly innocuous. Well, I, I, I think it's, it's it's the biggest you know, social it's, it's, issue of our generation. Yeah, but I mean, but what's the harm? I mean, I mean, there is no harm. No, it, look, there, look, no harm. I, look I at the biggest. It. Look I, at the biggest issue of our parents' generation. I would think I would even include Dan's parents in there, even though he's a little older than us. <laughs> I saw my mom having. Well, no, not that issue. Not that it's, issue. It's not I that issue. Jesus Christ. Uh, not not that one. We aren't going to go that dark. But I I've mean, seen your beard. I hope she shaved. <laughs> but even with our parents, uh, most of our parents were growing up when a lot of the civil some of the civil rights movements were still going on. Oh yeah, my 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 parents are. I mean, still not necessarily the integration of colleges, but a lot of the stuff in the '60s where there was still a lot of big, huge civil rights battles going on. Yeah, yeah. And that was a huge contested thing there. Sure. And religion was brought into all of it. Yeah. This is now religion the same has fight. Religion the shield for all it has. kinds of bigotry throughout history. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that's so so that brings my that brings me to my second point. And I don't know if I don't I I may have picked this up from an internet meme. I'm not sure where I got it, but it stuck with me. I kind of liked it. And it was that morality is doing what's right no matter what you're told. Yeah. And religion is doing what you're told, no, no matter what's it, right. Yes, right. yeah, and so that's exactly what we're talking about. Well, religion is blind faith. Exactly right, and so whether it has to do with segregation or um, LGBTQ rights, 
uh, or slavery. I mean, any any of that stuff. Religion has been on the wrong side of it every single goddamn fucking time. Every time they've been wrong. And now they're going to shit like this. Yeah. And, and they, trying to and, be president and, because and, yeah. I mean they yeah, you, want and they degrade a presidential candidates attending and condoning in well, a yeah. modern world. Yeah, yeah. And the in funny thing for, is, in, I mean, is is the is methods ridiculous. in which he was prescribing to kill homosexuals are the same exact methods used by fucking ISIS and Islamic terrorists to yeah. kill fucking homosexuals. Yeah. yeah, throwing them off buildings, stoning them, Adulterous burning them to women, death, yeah. fucking putting them in cages and drowning them. Yeah. The same, I mean, I, he, I didn't hear him say burning to death, putting them in cages, but he said the stoning and the fucking throwing them off buildings. Well, I would be very, I would be shocked and surprised if he was against those techniques yeah. as well. And I know 100% that they've, that they've thrown homosexuals off buildings yeah. and stoned them to death. And I know for 100% We've that. We've seen the videos. Yeah, yeah. ISIS has put people in cages and fucking drowned them. They fucking yeah. run over them with tanks. Yeah. Ugh. So. Awesome. Um, I do have, I do have, uh, Quorum of the Twelve Apostle D. Todd Christofferson's uh, apologetics about this. If we want to go through that, yeah, let's bit. let's do first. First, I wanted to talk, I wanted to mention really quick that uh, you know I, I kind of hinted at it at the beginning of this before I played the clip from from Rachel Maddow that you know this has hit even the mainstream yes. pew sitting you know just regular attending. LDS congregations really really hard. I was I was both surprised and kind of heartened to see you know I I grew up here in Utah. I was baptized LDS. Most of my family are very very devout LDS people. You know, I I maintain contact with them. We we get along fairly well. I I go to a family parties and you know for the most part my family is very accepting. Well, I don't know. I don't know that accepting is necessarily the word. They're very tolerant okay. of my atheist views on different things, right? Because they know that I'm a good person. I treat all of them very well. We get along at family parties. We have decent conversations. We can talk about a whole wide variety and range of different things mm-hmm. as long as we don't talk about how fucking silly and ridiculous I think their views are about religion and the LDS church. Right? Showing, because, showing a little bit of respect to each other. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's one of those things that we don't really talk about. Yeah. You know? Um, and so when I saw on Facebook earlier this week that even my true believing, super religious, died in the wool Mormon cousins were having a really hard time with this announcement, I thought, okay, this is, this is a big fucking deal. You know, I, I have, I have cousins who, you know, one cousin who I think has been a little bit questioning for a little while. He's, he's much more moderate than a lot of my other family members. Um, and I saw that he had posted on Facebook that, you know, the, the first post that I saw from him was that he's still having a hard time coming to terms with the new church policy on children of gay parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, he posted a quote from George Q. Cannon, who was in the Quorum of the Twelve and in the first presidency of four successive church presidents. And the quote from George Q. Cannon is that in some minds, there seems to be an idea that there should be a different form of blessing for children born of non-members and for those who are identified with the church. This is all wrong. If we take the example of our Lord and Redeemer, who is our pattern and whose example we cannot too closely follow, we find that he blessed all who were brought to him, 
we have no hint that he asked whose children they were or the standing of faith or the standing or faith of their parents. His remark was, Suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands upon them and blessed them. All the little children, no matter what their parentage may be, are innocent in the sight of heaven, and they should be received as such and blessed as such. This comes from George Cuchanan. My cousin says, What a difference 100 years makes. I'm sure George would be having a hard time with his new policy, too. And I... I so I saw this initially, yeah. and I was like, "Holy shit! This is like one a of true my believing. true believing Mormon family members yeah. who's having a really difficult time with this new policy decision, this new policy announcement." And I thought, "Wow, this is going to have a huge impact on the membership at large because he's a dyed-in-the-wool Mormon. I mean, yeah. he yeah. he goes to church every Sunday. He does family home evening. He he. I think he has a church calling. He does Boy Scouts. He's 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 all in. So so this is an this is a really interesting social experiment, um, for the the contrast between atheists and what we tend to see in the heart of the policies of religious organizations versus the true believing religious people, whatever that sect might be, uh, and their biases that are only receiving the, oh, it's all love and charity and yeah. kindness and blah, blah, blah. Now they're seeing the actual heart of the policies like we do, and they're having real problems with that. Yeah. And this is just one thing. Yeah. And I, I, I guess my big issue with it is, even though I wish they would all just leave the religion because I think it's more harmful than helpful to them. Oh, of course it is. But if they are in that religion, they choose to be in that religion. If you have a seven-year-old child going to the age of eight, he's been attending church his whole life, he has a mother or father who is homosexual, and now he's he's hoping to get the priesthood, and he can't. But all of his friends in the church that have heterosexual parents do receive the priesthood. Now he is ostracized and he is put in a different level in the church. Yeah. He's going to be ridiculed by his friends possibly going, well, guess what? I got the priesthood. Too bad you got homo parents because uh, you could get it too. Then that's, that, that just makes them resentful towards their parents because for some reason their parents' lifestyle forced him not to be able to receive the same thing his friends received. Well, and, and this is coming from my cousin whose father, my uncle, served as i believe first counselor okay. in the bishopric in his local ward i mean it's not it's not from somebody who ha, like who, a, who like has a, no idea right yeah. or or, or who Just doesn't average. have yeah i mean this this is somebody very who is very very much a true believer in the LDS church i was I, so at the last family party that i saw my cousin at was uh during the last holiday season and we all get together one of my cousins one of my cousin's husband's father is a is a big time real estate contractor. Okay, and he owns. He he's basically he he's wealthy enough that he has built separate and on their own these two different family centers just to hold parties. So the place where we go to have our family holiday uh, Christmas party is in Layton, and I mean it's it's this complete rec center that stands alone by itself that he's just built for family parties. Wow. I mean, on the, mm-hmm. it, it's two floors. On the ground floor, you have uh, half of the building devoted to a full-size basketball court. On the other half of the building, 
So that's just half of the building. On the yeah. other, on the bottom floor, on the other half of the building, you have a large uh, kind of family room with a big fireplace and a, and you know a couple giant leather couches, and I think probably I don't know a dozen large round tables with a bunch of chairs to sit around and an entire McDonald playland with the ball with the ball yeah, pit and slides and the, the slide and and the ropes and all yeah. that. I mean that that's just on the ground floor. Upstairs you've got two ping pong tables, two pool tables, I think four or five pinball machines, a giant Good family for him. A, a giant <laughs> Uh, 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 home theater with like 12 leather couches set on tiers and a giant projection screen. I mean, dude, so he's rich. Dude's rolling in money. Yeah. yeah. That's just one of the family rec centers. He also built another separate one in Park City. Let's talk about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is through marriage of a cousin and, and his, yeah, whatever. But I mean, so, you know, so the last time I saw my cousin was at, was at a family party at, at this rec center. And I remember, you know, my, my, my side of the family, my dad in particular, prior to starting, prior to deciding he was going to go to church every Sunday since October <laughs> yeah, yeah. when he was close to death or whatever. So prior to that, my side of the family under my father has always been kind of the black sheep of the family, right? I mean, you had, so my grandmother had four kids. She had four boys. She had my dad and three other uncles, two of which are now dead. One uncle died in an explosion at Thiokol in the eighties. Oh shit. Uh, they were, they were doing super shit. Yeah. They were doing rocket testing. There was a giant explosion. You can you can probably yeah. find that information on the internet. He was the one. I think there were four or five people. It was right around Christmas time. He, oh, okay. was, he was the one survivor of the initial explosion. Okay. And he, I think he was blasted like a hundred yards Ooh. away from the main building where the explosion initially took place. Had third degree burns over ninety percent of his body. Oh God. Ended up dying in the hospital. You'd want to. Yeah. Uh, now they have slides. My other uncle. <laughs> Who, who's only like 10 months difference in age from my father. Sorry, I coughed at your joke, Ryan. <laughs> oh, it's not a joke. You do. I so I know, but so they, my, they have escape slides. Christ, I know. It's just, it's terrifying. So my, so my father <laughs> was born really, really premature. You know, in the fifties, my dad was, I think, three and a half months premature. You know, and back in the fifties, that was like, they told yeah, my grandmother, yeah, yeah. okay. He might Your not baby's make it. premature. Probably won't. We'll do what we can. Yeah. Go home, rest, relax. We'll do what we can, but we doubt he'll survive. My right. dad ended up surviving. My grandmother went home and immediately started trying to get pregnant again. So she had my oh, God. So she had my next uncle, who what the fuck chronologically yeah, was Mormons only, was only ten months away from my dad. So they were really, really close. Wow, yeah, I didn't think is. that was really chronologically. They were ten months apart, but I mean, wait, how early was by he? conception? Much less than that. Uh, yeah, how early was he? Uh, like three months. Holy oh, okay. Shit. All right. Yeah. So, so I guess I mean, you know, not that you want to think about it, but theoretically, she could have gone right home and had sex. Yeah. I thought it took like a like a good like two months before they started ovulating again. Apparently not. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fucking Jesus. So, th- so then there's my other uncle who was ten months apart from my father who turned into a raging alcoholic. Uh, basically ended up this, drinking. This is just a great story all yeah, the way this around. Is, this is awesome, right? Your family. <laughs> Dan's dark family history. Shit. Uh, turned into a raging alcoholic. I remember going to visit my father, uh, and this uncle was living with my dad in between marriages. The, he was the kind of drunk who would, he had uh, a half gallon of Canadian host mm. 
sitting on the ground next to the couch next to him. Mm-hmm. Is that cheaper than normal Canadian? And whiskey? he would he mm-hmm. would wake up, he would drink till he passed out, mm-hmm. pass out, piss himself. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, just just let, he was he was just drinking himself to death. I mean, yeah, it was. He, yeah. I mean, he would he would wake up, drink him, drink until he passed out, piss himself, wake up, drink until he passed out, piss himself. He was drinking so much that he was bleeding from his rectum. Uh, Who married him? Uh, three different ladies. Yeah, oh. why? I mean, you know. But anyway, he was a good-looking guy back in the day, and he's a talker. Yeah, um, he's a suitor. Okay. So there was that uncle, and then uh, my oldest uncle who is the white sheep of the family ah who this cousin that i'm talking about is his father who has served in the bishopric mm. and and you know when i was younger i i was never very close with this uncle because you know my dad was the black one sheep. of the black sheep and and i was from one of the black sheep and this uncle was you know the white sheep and and one of the family favorites and then they lose the two middle gray sheep you know, the one who died in an, ex- in an explosion and the other who drank himself to death before ultimately committing suicide by sticking a shotgun under that his That was chin. a gray sheep. Oh. This is the most nuanced analogy for <laughs> sheep I've ever heard. So <laughs> it's, so, a, it's a gray sheep so that of, shoots themselves with a shotgun. So of my, <laughs> of my grand, of my grandmother's four children, she has two left. My dad and my uncle who was the white sheep. Hmm. My dad was the black sheep until October when he decided to start going to church because and he became gray. Right, right, right. Because he's almost died last yeah, year. Yeah, did, did he become white and delightsome sheep? Uh, he might be. He's getting close. Yeah, okay. He's getting he's getting whiter and more delightsome all the time. Interesting. Uh, and then and then my uncle who is is the father of this cousin that I'm talking about. Um, and, right, right. And, oh, okay. And so yeah. this cousin, you know, we're we're fairly close in age. Uh, I'm the oldest grandchild. Oh, okay. Um, Shocker. <laughs> I'm the oldest grandchild, and until I became a raging apostate, was I think probably the favorite, and been growing that beard since he was three. <laughs> but so to see my cousin post something like that, yeah, I mean, right, I, right. I just right. wanted to give you a little bit of background to see why this was such a shock and surprise to me, and then not only to see this cousin do that. But to see his wife mm-hmm. like and comment on here also that she's having a very hard time. Well, they must have. I, I imagine they talked about it. I mean, yeah, I'm I read sure. I read through a lot of these and looking at Adam Green's post where it's, you know, I talked it over with the wife, he says. Yeah. Fucking asshole. <laughs> You're a fucking asshole, Adam Green. So, so you know... <laughs> <laughs> and and it well, and, we don't and know. So, I don't give a shit. So then there's so there so though the, there's this cousin who you know is a very dyed in the wool true believing Mormon. Um but I've noticed over the past couple months that he's been liking more of my comments and has been commenting on mo- or has been liking more of my posts and has been commenting on more of my things. Yeah. And then there's my other cousin whose name I'm pointing at right here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who is his younger yes. brother who I've not really had any contact with for several years since since I made a post on Facebook and and I, I it was something about marriage equality mm-hmm. and this this particular cousin uh said something about, you know, well I don't believe in marriage equality and and I understand that it's because of my religious upbringing and religious beliefs that that I don't think this is a good thing and I said, well, it's a good start, and at least you're acknowledging that your religious beliefs have made you a bigot. 
<laughs> nice. How did he take that? <laughs> Not very well. Uh. <laughs> so, so then there, were, then there was another post, and he he awesome. made some kind of comment, and we had a little back and forth, and I was like, well, so. You know, you didn't come on here just to voice your opinion. You're being a fucking dick, and he hasn't really commented on anything else. But to see him also comment on my first, on on the first cousin that I mentioned, his post, and say that he doesn't agree with it either, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like neither one of these cousins have ever endorsed in any way whatsoever any kind of marriage equality. But to see them both come out and say, is- I I don't agree with yeah. this, and I'm having a hard time with this was that was kind of earth shaking yeah. for me which which is why you know bringing back to our last episode at the end of the republican primary debate we talked about it really quick there's a mass res- resignation going on this weekend from when we're making this episode saturday 1 p.m saturday 1 p.m the last mass resignation i went to probably had about 40 to 50 people show up. That was probably about two years ago when I went to one. They do it every year. They do it almost twice a year, I want to say. Are they doing it twice a year they, now or they, just once a they've year? They've tried to organize different ones yeah. here and there. Yeah. But it's not a, it's not a new thing. They, yeah. They've been doing it regularly. Yeah. But this time around, there are close to, on the Facebook page for it, 1,000 people saying that they want to attend. Yeah. yeah. Of those 1,000 people, if 500 show up, that's huge. Yeah. And there's even more amount of people interested. And on top of that, there's more people from out of state that can't make it that are asking, how do I do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of that, there's close to 1,400 people that we have heard from or know about, possibly, that are looking at mailing in a resignation. Yeah. Going from years past, going from 50 to 100 people to close to maybe approaching 2,000 letters, reaching them in a, within a week of people resonating, that's yeah. huge. So yeah. so Zilpha and John Larson started this, I want to say, four or five years ago. And uh, John Larson, some of our listeners may know, uh, he and Zilpha. It's a very unique name. He and Zilpha. <laughs> well, he and Zilpha used to do, or, or he well, still Zilpha does, is. the, <laughs> the uh, Mormon Expression podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was the very first podcast that I was ever... A guest on. Mm. Um, and actually, if you guys will remember, the one and only live episode that we ever did yeah. was at Whitefield's yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Community Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where Mormon Expression does oh, their podcast. Okay. Right, right. Okay. So <laughs> back so, in like episode like ten. Yeah, yeah something that was like early. That. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was early. So so John and Zilpha started the whole mass resignation thing. Uh, I think they did two and then uh Atheists of Utah organized one when I was president, and that was ahead of the uh, national convention here in 2014. Mm-hmm. And we had David Silverman come out and speak, and and I spoke, and then I hold an umbrella for David while he was speaking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, you can find clips of that on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, How very kind. And then I think there's been one or two since then, but this. By far, at least from social media accounts and, and people who are saying they want to attend will be the largest mass resignation in the history of the mass resignation thing happening. Yeah. So large, they're getting permits for it. Yeah. Well, we had to get a permit for it even in 2014. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You had to, I had to get a permit. I had to get a permit through, I can't remember if it was a city or the county to hold it there at the park. Oh, okay. Um, but hopefully yeah, fucking is, officer Mutsos won't be there. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, he won't be there. He's not a member of the Salt Lake yeah. Police Department anymore. Yeah. Well, he just went a county over. So. Yeah. So I mean, but it's going to be a huge event. Hopefully, we will see you there. 
what did you have to say about the what the LDS Church is saying as a as, oh. a, as a way of explaining away their horribly yeah. bigoted and divisive views on this? All right, we can get into the apologetics from Elder D. Toad Christofferson. He says that uh, the changes to the well, no, sorry. Let me let me just give you a little bit of before I get into the quotes. I'll just I'll just start with the article, which gives you a little bit of background. But okay, uh, the changes to the church handbook released Thursday mandate church discipline for same sex couples who marry and grow out of who marry and grew out of questions that came from different parts of the world and the United States. Elder Christofferson said in a video posted to the Mormon newsroom website, uh, quote, we recognize that same sex marriages are now legal in the United States and some other countries, he said, and that people have the right if they choose to enter into those. And we understand that, but it's not a right that exists in the church. That's the clarification. So this is official sure. church doctrine, yeah. Well, and and as a church, they're they're free to do whatever yep. the fuck they want. Yeah, it doesn't make them any as less. Far, I mean, any less not bigoted, whatever yeah. they want, but I mean, they can they can decide who's a member, who's not, whatever. Right. Yeah. Within the law, they. I mean, this this isn't anything illegal. Right. It's, it's ju- it just furthers their you know it's our, not illegal, our, it's our just, suspicions of their bigotry. It's just fucking base and immoral. Mm-hmm. Is is there a freedom of religion argument there? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there is not not being free to practice religion as you see fit. Sure. Wait. Well, in, they, in, in they've which, tried to make in that which argument. direction? Yeah. As far as a person wanting to be a member of that religion, then being told you cannot be a member of that religion, well, like no, no that's no. that's not really an argument that oh, can okay. be made. Really. No. I was hoping I mean, we ever. Could, I was hoping we could we, we, we could we could wrangle it around and make it work. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. No. It, it it would be a freedom of religion in their favor. To say that, yeah, we're allowed to exclude them because we have freedom to believe whatever we want. Yeah. And, and to control exclude, our church in whatever yeah, way we right, want. Right, exactly. But to say, hey, I want to be a member of Muslims, of their Muslim religion, and also eat pork is yeah. my freedom. Well, you, you can't. I want well, to be a Sufi would, and say that Jesus Christ is my savior. That just doesn't work. I, I, I would understand the wine and the bacon every once in a while. <laughs> well, sure. Uh, okay. He said the new policy restricting. Nope. Yes. He said the policy restricting <laughs> children maybe start <laughs> over. Uh, of same sex couples from baptism until they're eighteen originated from a quote desire to protect children in their innocence and in their minority years. Oh. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, quote We don't want the child to have to deal with the issues that might arise where the parents feel one way and the expectations of the church are very different, he said. So let's make the church expectations even more more different. Yeah. Like, so it, do either of you see any coincidence at all in this happening? This this policy change happening oh. almost immediately oh, yeah. after the World Congress of Families oh, yeah. came here to Utah. Oh yeah. I you know I don't I don't think it's any different than the inspiration they received after the civil rights movement to then suddenly allow black people to hold the priesthood. I mean, I mean, but they're this, going in reverse this time. They're not. They're not including people. They're yeah, that's excluding true. people. That's true. With the support of a fucking racist fucking hate group. Yeah, that's true. That's different. Yeah, they're 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 acting hmm. in opposite of accord with with well, civil society. Rights. Did yeah. Christofferson have anything to do with the world? I mean, I know I know a lot of the church membership did, but specifically Dallin Oaks. You right? probably attended. Well, Oaks, Oaks was a speaker there. Yeah, well, Oaks, yeah, but Christopherson, I was saying, probably attended. 
Well, so they all must agree. Um, I mean, after all, they're the ones that invited them. Yeah. Leaders of the Church of the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints released the new policies on Thursday morning in an online update to Handbook One, a book of instructions to local lay leaders. So not even a week ago, and we've got right. more than a thousand people. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Saying they're going to be resigning. Yeah. Yeah, church leaders sent a message to area authorities about the update Thursday morning and instructed them to alert stake presidents, who then informed the bishops uh, that the new Bush new version of the handbook is available. The update affirmed one of the church's fundamental doctrines that marriage is between a man and a woman. It also clarified that entering a same-sex marriage is considered apostasy and requires a church disciplinary council. Which is new. Well, I guess the marriage uh, is new. Yeah, I think that it, that part is new. The apostate yeah. thing is new. The update states that homosexual relations, especially sexual cohabitation, are serious transgressions for which a disciplinary council may be necessary. It's not really that serious. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> church leaders also added a new section to Handbook 1 to provide guidance to lay leaders about, quote, children of a parent living in a same-gender relationship. The section instructs local leaders that those children cannot receive baby blessings or baptism. Social media was alight Thursday night and Friday as self-described faithful Latter-day Saints expressed concern that the policies focused on the children of same-sex couples seemed unusual, harsh, and harmful. These instructions, however, are consistent with other church po- uh, practices and policies developed over decades that seek to protect prospective members, their families, and the church. The policy changes released Thursday are meant to protect the family relationships, Elder Christopherson said, not to limit the opportunities for children in the church. Not to limit the opportunities for children in the church. That, oh, it's that's limiting a lot of opportunities. Yeah, how how are they not limiting the opportunities when they're specifically limiting, limiting the opportunities? opportunities? Yeah, I don't know. Experts say such conflict is bad for family, harmony, and long-term spiritual journeys of children. Uh, quote, discord in the home is disruptive in terms of the socialization of a child into re- a religion. Oh, you mean indoctrination? Yeah, of course. Of okay. course it is, <laughs> said Kevin Doherty, a sociology professor at Baylor. Uh, the highest probability of an individual choosing to follow the faith of parents is when both parents are actively engaged in the same faith perspective that they model that uh, that they model and that envelop the child into those beliefs and practices themselves. Oh, sure? indoctrination. Yeah. If anything disrupts that, the outcome is a lot lower probability for the child to take the faith of uh, the to they to take that faith perspective. And so, so let's just cut out any chance of that and right. tell them to fuck off until they're eighteen. Yeah, but to that put to that whole paragraph, I said, "Duh, dude, no fucking shit. Way to use your way to utilize your degree." Of course, spending more time and having a unified indoctrination is more likely to have the child come yeah. out agreeing with it. Yeah. I mean, you're a fucking moron. Uh, the example of the baby blessing highlighted the issue. In the LDS church, giving an infant a formal name and a blessing is an ordinance that places the name of the infant on formal church records uh, of the church and begins a lifelong series of church-related events, actions, and expectations. Or imprisonment. Yeah, Christofferson said. For example, once a, basic, once a baby is blessed and becomes a child of record, 
She has assigned home teachers and visiting teachers. That could create awkward situations and tension between parents and children as practicing Latter-day Saints visit, visit, teach, and home teach. Eventually, the child would learn that his parents in same-sex relationships have chosen a life contrary to the church's most basic doctrines. I don't think it's the most basic doctrine. Yeah, it's I mean, a fucked up doctrine. That's new. Yeah, So and so fucking what? I mean dissenting opinions exist yeah i mean and how, how mormon existed. is it yeah how mormon is it to just pretend that that doesn't happen well they just want to I mean, coddle them perfect, in a certain lifestyle perfect. that fits their image well mm-hmm. and it has always existed like, yeah. they're they're acting as if this is something that just happened this fucking year yeah. right this is something brand new it's, it's been around for eons yeah it goes on to say also the congregation's bishops share the responsibility of the parents of that the parents of seeing that quote child of record progresses towards baptism and ultimately is baptized. The new policy is designed to refrain from injecting undue pressure or influence from the church into the relationship children have with their parents. Bullshit. They're directly inserting themselves yeah. into that relationship. I know. And and my comment on this was that so far these are all very strenuously poor reasons you know it's like well bishop and home teachers and all yeah. that i mean it's all bullshit like what the fuck is the actual reason they're they're, um, they're trying to justify it with nonsense wording yeah. yeah um that would violate a basic church tenant church leaders consider the family the center core and most sacred institution of the church so uh, let's rip it apart yeah some families they should say um, LDS prophets and apostles always have taught local church leaders to avoid policies and practices that would interfere with the family leadership and the father and a mother who are to raise their children with the church in support. Uh, the new policy released Thursday said that a natural or adopted child of a parent living in the same gender relationship may be baptized, confirmed, ordained, or recommended for missionary service only once the child reaches 18 no longer lives with a parent who has lived or who has lived or is living in a same gender relationship and quote the child accepts it's committed it's it is it, sorry and quote the child accepts and is committed to live the teachings and the doctrines of the church and specifically disavows the practice of same gender cohabitation and marriage so basically treat your parents like shit yeah right so all the bullshit above about home teachers and bishops and all that bullshit is just is just a smokescreen for the fact that, you know, they're really just trying that it's just, it's apologetics for them really just to try to say, okay, you've got to disavow the same sex yeah. cohabitation or marriage of your parents at age 18 or above and comply with all of our demands or else you can't be a member. Yeah. That's what's going on. And you'll have to go through this screening through yeah yeah church elders yeah then the first presidency must approve the request for those covenants and ordinances. Um, this is crazier than a secret cult. It, it kind of it, I mean it well is. they're not very secret but I mean a secret yeah. cult goes crazy well, they're just a normal cult the temple is pretty secret not really everybody knows what happens well, now they try to keep it secret yeah they try to it's not really a secret. The new policies are similar to multiple church policies and practices regarding baptism. For example, no child between 8 and 18 may be baptized without parental approval. No spouse can be baptized without the consent of the wife or husband. The church has declined to baptize many Muslims because doing so would put them in danger for leaving their faith, either, uh, either under interpretations of Islamic law or family culture. Similar restrictions have been in place for countries where governments have implemented strict laws. So this is 
m- more of their apologetics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thursday's clarification is also parallel to the LDS policy that man or woman who joins a polygamous marriage is subject to church discipline. Christofferson said children of polygamous families cannot receive church ordinances until they're 18 or disavow polygamy, which I think is just absolutely fucking insane because they still accept spiritual polygamy. Yeah. That's a part of their doctrine. And, and, and and do they not know what Joseph Smith and Brigham Young talked about, practiced, lived and did? I mean, well, and let's talk what about what's legal and what's not. Polygamy is not legal. Yeah, it is illegal Same in this country. marriage is yes. perfectly legal. Right. And the only reason why they stopped polygamist, polygamy, because it became illegal. It was deemed illegal. Well, well, it was to become part of the United States. Yeah. And to stop a war yeah. against the Mormon nation. So they disavowed polygamy in order to become part of the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elder Christofferson and other church leaders have said repeatedly that Mormons may express political support for same-sex marriage without consequence to their church membership. Bullshit. And the updated policy does not alter that. So, for now, freedom of speech is still intact within the church. Fucking thanks. Uh, the church, but it's no not. Free but it's yeah, not. I know it's not. I know you it's still, not. You still can't speak out about it, or you will be fucking excommunicated. Yeah, Look John at John DeLynn. DeLynn. Yeah. Yeah, Kate Kelly. Yeah. yeah. You can't yep. voice dissent, or no, the can't. brethren will fucking crush you. Yep. Crush you, Carly Fiorina. <laughs> crushing. Crush, crush, crush. <laughs> the church also continued to support the Utah Compromise and all similar efforts to provide legal protection for LGBT people in housing and employment. LDS leaders have also reportedly said, as can be found on the church official church website, mormonsandgays.org. Oh, that nobody should be more loving and compassionate than Mormons, who Except should be, not. quote, in the forefront in terms of expressing love, compassion, and outreach. This was Elder Quentin Cook. Well, still specifically endorsing biblical passages mm-hmm. like Leviticus. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes on to say that LDS families are also are instructed not, are instructed not, ex- Jesus Christ. You're getting dyslexic like Elder me. Elder <laughs> Quentin L. Cook of the Twelve said LDS families also are instructed not exclude or be disrespectful of those who choose a different lifestyle. There's a word missing there. He does. Not to, um, probably. Not yeah. to exclude you. Um, but except they fucking are. Not to exclude or be distract- disrespectful of those who choose a different lifestyle. What the fuck? That's exactly what you're fucking yeah. doing. That's that you're telling yeah. these people exactly who want to be doing. members that they have to do that. Yeah. Not yeah. only that they that they maybe should, but you're telling them specifically that they must do this in order to be a member in good standing. John Gustav Rathal uh, says that the handbook policy requires children of same-sex parents who want to join the church or serve missions to disavow same-sex marriage. Some have misread the policy to say that they must disavow their parents. Um, that's not a misreading. It's it in the, the policy. Yeah, that's thing? what it says. Yeah, that's what it says. If your parents are same sex, they're your parents. Mm-hmm. Some characterize the new policies as a step back or a, a retrenchment at the end uh, of a year where church leaders announced their unequivocal support for legislation protecting LGBT people from discrimination in housing and employment. It wasn't in unequivocal. No. And joined the celebration in March when the Utah Compromise did just that. Then last month, Elder Dallin Oaks of the Twelve called for an end to the culture wars while he personally add fuel to the fire. Yeah. I said the last bit. But. Well, they're, they, they are the... 
<laughs> they are the culture war. Yeah. They're the ones creating the yeah. war. Yep. Uh, the bottom line, he said, is that LDS doctrine is changed by revelation, not by church leaders. There's no such thing as fucking revelation. Yeah. As painful as this is, it may actually be a good thing because it's clarifying what the nature of the problem is. There's a common belief among some gay Mormons that bishops will just stop excommunicating people for this, and gradually the church will edge its way to a general acceptance and understanding. I've always felt it couldn't be resolved that way. What this has done has made the fundamental, the fundamental gap between our experiences and the doctrine much more visible. It's not something we can really avoid or ignore. Elder Christofferson said it's a mandatory it's mandatory for church leaders to be loving and to maintain standards. We're not going loving to Loving my ass. I know. So. I know. Maintaining standards is is primary there. We're not going to yield in our efforts to help uh people find what brings happiness. <laughs> but we know that sin does not, he said. And so we're going to stand firm there. Because we don't want to mislead people. There's no kindness in misdirecting people and leading them into any misunderstanding about what is true, what is right, what is wrong, and what leads to Christ, and what leads away from Christ. You know, I, 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 so why the fuck would he make them like that in the first place yeah, and then expect yeah. you to condemn them for it? That, that's kind of what I was going to say. Like They got a revelation. Um, instead of God giving a revelation, God could have just said, hey... Congress, we're going to say, or the, or the Supreme Court, I'm going to make you guys vote no to same-sex marriage. Make yeah. it not so the church doesn't have to change rules. But no, God didn't come down and say that. God let all the homosexuals get married, and now it makes the church have a revelation that, no, this is wrong. But what would they point to, then, as the end of civilization and the sure right. sign of the second True. coming? Right. True. So, obviously, God God says out of politics, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so here's my thing, right? All theists have one thing in common, right? That they believe that there's a supreme being that's in control. Correct. And a large majority of them also believe that there are, there are consequences for our actions on earth. Yes. And that that supreme being will punish. Right. Or reward. Right. Yeah. We'll set things straight. Well, yeah. Right. So we're talking about infinity versus a mortal life. I mean, so even mathematically, our afterlife is infinitely longer than our mortal life. Yeah. I mean, you, you, there's no other way to say it. Our mortal life's a blip. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you, it, you can't even express how small of a time this is. No. It's infinitely Compa- larger. Compared to inf- inf- right? infinity, you can't. And so this God of theirs, who, whomever it is, right, whatever, whoever he is, will say, okay, well, I'm going to punish people for a certain action in this little blip of time of mortality. And yet all the religious people alive on earth seem to think that it's their fucking job to punish people while they're on earth. Let the fucking God do it. You dumb fucks. If you really, really believed it, you would let him take care of it later. Why do you care now? Yeah, so so do you of, believe it or not? So one of the comments that I left on my on my cousin's post about you know him still having a problem with this was, you know his his grandfather on his mother's side who I'm not really related to, uh, you know was saying well I just I trust the brethren 
the brethren are doing what they know is best according to the Lord's plan. Right. Yeah, it's obedience. And and the the comment I left on there that nobody has replied to uh in in a couple days was that one of my biggest problems or one of the biggest problems I have with this policy change is that it is punitive temp is is that it is a punitive temporal remedy for what even the church says is part of a Heavenly Father's eternal plan. Yep. And that it specifically singles out families with members of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. If this is a part of an eternal plan, why would the church leaders condone this temporal change that will tear families apart? Right. That flies in the face of what we have always heard from church leaders. That family is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Why not allow those families the potential benefit of full participation in the church so that they may learn about Heavenly Father's plan and work to better themselves in other areas? Yeah, very well said. I mean, if if this is a part of God's eternal plan, why are they implementing yeah. a temporal yeah. solution? Yeah. Right. Why not leave it to God and part of his eternal plan? Oh, because we know the real reason. I mean, are they just the stopgap? Are they the gatekeepers yeah. who say right. who can and cannot do whatever? <laughs> I am the gatekeeper, you keymaster. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's 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 sh- it's so short sighted and punitive. And we know, I've seen stories since this announcement of gay you gay Mormon youth who have committed suicide oh, yeah. because of yeah. this. And we've seen a spike. The the people running. Uh, things like the Trevor Hotline mm-hmm. for people who who are having suicidal thoughts and need help. They've seen a they've seen a spike in people calling since this announcement. Yeah, we know yeah. that this is harming people. We know that the LDS Church now has blood on their hands by way of suicide deaths of members who want to be part of this church, yeah. and they're saying, "No, fuck you. You're a lesser person. We yep. don't give a shit." Yep, that's exactly what they're saying. It's heartbreaking. I what you know setting aside my personal beliefs as an atheist and that the LDS church is horseshit, all religion is bullshit, whatever, to know that there are members who are gay who want to participate fully in the church mm-hmm. and are being turned away as lesser than and as and as not fully human mm-hmm. and are resorting to suicide as a solution because they know that now the church leaders, the people whom they deem as God's mouthpiece here on earth, are telling them that they are not worthy, yeah. and so they're killing themselves. The LDS church has blood on its hands. Again. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's demoralizing. It's dehumanizing. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I, it's just so fucking sad. Even setting it, like I said, setting aside all of my beliefs that, that it's all horse shit. There are people who believe it and there yeah. are people who are basing their lives on it and are choosing to end their lives because they're being excluded as secondary class members. And that's yeah. why as atheists, we fight for their rights to be members of a church, even if we don't agree with it. Yeah. And, and I also think it's important too that we, um, I'm going to take a rare sensitive stance. <laughs> I, I I think it's also important that we don't we don't take the the position of well they're better off without it anyway. You know what I mean? Because I I think in some weird way that sort of kind of throws a little bit of cover to the to the church that's doing it in the first place. I am I, I am a little bit torn on that too. But I, I, mean, I know but in the short term we know that this is harming people. Yes. Yeah. I mean you know but ultimately the thing is. If this is something that they want to do, yeah, it's wrong. I mean, they're they're incorrect in in their. But it's not illegal. Well, of course, it's not illegal. But 
the bigger wrong is what the church is doing. Yes. Yeah. You know, and if they if they want to be a part of the group, uh, you know, and the church is going to claim all of these massive, massive, massive claims that they make. I mean, the biggest possible claims you could ever make, and then turn around to somebody and say, "No, fuck you. You're less than. You're a piece of shit." Well, you know, then that certainly is not a church that belongs to any benevolent God, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I, I just don't think I, I don't think I'm ready to say, well, you know, you're better off without it. I mean, I, 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 I do think that's the case, but I, I there's a twinge well, about saying that. Well, I mean, and, because you know, it, and when you mentioned benevolence, I, the, the very first comment that I left on my cousin's post where he said that he was still having trouble with it was. I said that I'm certainly no fan of the LDS Church, but I recognize there are times when it can do a good thing. This is not one of those times. I'm incredibly disappointed that they've chosen to use children as pawns, and I dread the consequences this will have for countless families. I don't see any way this change can be viewed as benevolent. I think think the church is definitely shooting themselves in the feet with this one. And... I, I, well, and my cousin and his wife both liked that comment. I mean, yeah. they just, yeah, I, yeah. I'm still, my mind is still just fucking blown that they can agree with me and atheist yeah, looking right. at their church and going, this can in no way be viewed as a benevolent action for any of its members. If anything, yeah. it's, it's, it's taken the viewpoint that we have on it and them looking at it and going, you know what? They might be right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think at, at the very best, this highlights the false the the falsehood of this religion because you, you know you're not talking about an eternal god who knows everything right yeah because what we're talking about is the viewpoints of a bunch of very old white men and that's exactly the policies that are being put into place yeah these aren't the policies of an omnipotent omniscient god mm-hmm. these are the policies of old racist bigoted yeah. white men you know yeah. Uh, straight men too. I mean that, that that's what's happening, and they're trying their best, I think, to soften the edges. But so, ultimately, it comes across. So another another telling thing that I saw after both of my cousins had had posted their comments about questioning this decision and you know not understanding it and feeling out of line with what the brethren are saying and that it's going to be harmful and whatever, I noticed that my very, very the 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 matriarch of the family, my grandmother, <laughs> who I've previously said, you know, she's she's very LDS, but if she's not in church on Sunday, it's because she's in Wendover gambling. Nice. My my grandmother, <laughs> who the day after my cousins made these posts and comments, my grandmother, I'm guessing, perhaps I'm reading too much into it. I don't know, but. The day after these these posts were made, my grandmother posted this posted a link to tip to help with anxiety attack <laughs> from the hot moms because club. she's she's seeing her grandchildren questioning the brethren, yeah, and I'm yeah. guessing this is causing her a lot of anxiety because she's seeing more grandchildren than just the oldest one myself yeah. saying that. The policies that are put in place by the LDS Church are bullshit. So she posts this thing to tips, uh, tip to help with an anxiety attack. Look around you. Find five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. This is called grounding. It can mm-hmm. help you when you feel like you've lost all control of your surroundings. Please, re-blo- please reblog. It could help someone in need. 
Rebog. And she just posted this without comment. And so yeah, my yeah. my only assumption is that she saw my cousins struggling with this policy and was like, oh, God, I'm going to lose two more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and possibly their wives. This is really bad. But I, it's just, I don't know. I, I see so many people hurting and so many people who, who view this as, as a terrible, terrible thing, yeah. even within the true believing Mormon community. And that gives me hope. Yeah. Yeah. This, this weekend we'll definitely see the outcome of it. And I'll be sure to take some photographs and post them onto our page. Yeah. We should get some audio. And- I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring my, uh, uh, camera with me and try to get, interviews and i'll do some video of the event and stuff so i'll definitely post a link to that on the catalyst revolution page there, there were a few people who tagged me as potential speakers and while i would like to do that um i i i don't so it's the same thing that i did with atheists of utah where i didn't want to be the one voice in utah yeah. that, that controlled everything forever i want other people to step up and i want other people to voice their opinions and other people to to let to let it be known what their views are on a, on a variety of different things i don't want to be the only person or one of the only people ever speaking out about this so i bet ryan will do it <laughs> would you <laughs> i don't know if, <laughs> would you want to give a little speech i don't know if Two days is enough time for me to think in my head about a speech. I got a lot of shit going on the next two days. So I, I mean, I, I plan to offer my full support, be there however yeah. I can, do whatever. But I didn't want to be one of the regularly seen, regularly heard people who was going out there to speak. I, I yeah. Mean, if, if they really, but really I mean, want if it me comes to, down to sure, it, but I mean, I, it's important enough, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't specifically volunteer my voice as somebody who would speak at this event because I want to hear other people's perspective yeah. on this. Mm-hmm. I want to get other people more involved in this. Mm-hmm. But I will definitely show up and be a rah-rah cheerleader yeah. and and hope that this goes off without a hitch. Well, I think Very I think good. we I think we hammered the subject pretty well. I think so. Yeah. I think this is a good I just I really wanted to get it off my chest because yeah. it's been Yeah clawing and gnawing at me. That's why we did two episodes tonight, because we all wanted to talk about this, and we also wanted to give our listeners what they love. Our, our, <laughs> godless, our godless interruptions. God, yes. It seems like three years ago we did that. <laughs> what, give them what they want? <laughs> well, that, I mean, yeah, it's been three years since I shat out of my dick. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> that was just two hours ago. I know. Oh, no, three. No, wait, that's four hours ago. Yeah, the, the debate, but... Uh, uh, anyway, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the show. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or feel like we misspoke on anything, let us know by contacting us at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. You can Twitter our twatter at TGR Podcast. You can send us a voicemail or a text at 33081 Rebel. <laughs> find slow. us on facebook facebook.com slash godless revolution facebook and also be sure to rate us on stitcher and itunes yeah definitely rape us on itunes yeah <laughs> send us uh send we your friends it. our way recommend the show uh we we do this because we love doing it so because we hope we, you enjoy the show and if there's anything else you would like to hear uh let us know we do this because we love you guys we we do it because we have fun and because yeah. we love, love our you. audience. We're looking at going semi-pro. 
We love the feedback, uh, and and I want to say we were thinking of not actually doing the bit the debate this evening mm. until we heard from listeners who mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. saying that yes, you absolutely you absolutely yeah. should because that's the way that I listen to the debate. Fuck even <laughs> even, even my sister asked me, "Are you guys doing the debate?" Yeah, mine too. <laughs> like, all right, Aaron, we'll do it. So grin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. We love you, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Cypress. We will. Uh, <laughs> I think give a shout out to Basilis. <laughs> <laughs> we may, possibly, maybe be doing another show. Yeah, about Sa- about the about the resignation day. event. Oh. Yeah. oh yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also the, de- there's a debate the Democratic Saturday, debate so on Saturday. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So I went through and I I plotted out and entered into our calendar all of the different debates. Did you know there are three fucking Republican debates in February, along with one Democratic debate? And they're like... That's the shortest month of the year. How the fuck do they do that? There are three Republican debates in February, along with one Democratic, and the Democratic and Republican are like back-to-back. You know what February also is? I love that you guys say February. February, the the month of lovers. No, I was going to say it's Black History Month. Most people forget the year. So you think they'd be talking about that subject? No, I doubt it very much on the Republican side. I don't no. know, but no, they already asked Bernie about Black Lives Matter, and he was unequivocal. Yeah, they do matter. They they do matter. He's like, like yeah. he's like, sorry, I didn't hear. And they're like, oh yeah, Black Lives, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Just right away, <laughs> boom. <laughs> uh, so we will catch you all next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Have fun. Bye. <laughs>